Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 98. Feeling between his shoulder blades, he wondered if he had slept on it wrong, if it was an awkward legacy of the night before his sofa. Wednesday sat at the computer terminal, composing a letter, and with the clerk's help, making several large-sized signs. Snow, thought Shadow, high in the atmosphere, perfect tiny crystals that form about a minute piece of dust, each a lace-like work of unique six-sided fractal art, and the snow crystals clump together into flakes as they fall, covering Chicago in their white plenty, inch upon inch. Here, said Wednesday, he handed Shadow a cup of Kinko's coffee, a half-dissolved lump of non-dairy creamer powder floating on the top. I think that's enough, don't you? Enough what? Enough snow. Don't want to immobilize the city, do we? The sky was a uniform battleship gray. Snow was coming. Yes. I didn't really do that, said Shadow. I mean, I didn't, did I? Drink the coffee, said Wednesday. It's foul stuff, but it will ease the headache. Then he said, good work. Wednesday paid the Kinko's clerk, and he carried his signs and letters and cards outside to the car. He opened the trunk of his car, put the papers in a large black metal case of the kind carried by payroll guards, and closed the trunk. He passed Shadow a business card. Who, said Shadow, is A. Haddock, Director of Security, A1 Security Services. You are. A. Haddock? Yes. What does the A stand for? Alfredo, Alphonse, Augustine, Ambrose? Your call entirely. Oh, I see. I'm James O'Gorman, said Wednesday. Jimmy to my friends. See, I've got a card too. They got back in the car. Wednesday said, If you can think A. Haddock as well as you thought Snow, we should have plenty of lovely money with which to wine and dine my friends of tonight. And if we're in jail by this evening, then my friends will just have to make do without us. And that's our page. Shadow's thoughts on the previous page were more poetic in nature. Here, they're based more on the knowledge of how snow forms. Knowledge that I possibly once had and have not given much thought to in the last probably two decades. Once again, Shadow's more intelligent and also just smarter overall than I think we would normally give him credit for. His thoughts have him imagining the individual in different snowflakes, and I thought this had been proven as a myth that each snowflake was individual and its own its own shape, but it seems like the jury's still out on this. Down to every edge and corner, they're unique, maybe, but it does seem like there are certain shapes that they freeze into. Shadow also thinks about snowflakes as fractal art, and fractals are confusing to me. The term only goes back to the 70s, based on the Latin word fract, meaning broken. Fractal art is a style of art based on mathematical algorithms and often created with computer software, and that's about as far as I can wrap my mind around it. The mathematical ideas are similarly impenetrable for me, but no less fascinating. The ideas presented with fractals go back to the 1700s. The term itself was actually coined in the 70s by mathematician Benoit B. Mandelbrot. Born in Warsaw, Poland in 1924, his family immigrated to France in 1936 as political refugees. From there, he moved into the U.S. in the 1950s after his marriage and began to work for IBM, then taught at Harvard and was awarded a number of scientific and math mathematical awards from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and on. Anyway, I could go on, but I think I've spent enough time talking about a subject I don't really understand, especially when it's based on a single word on the page. The sky is described on this page as being battleship gray, which is about the same as iron gray, really. Wednesday hints that shadows respond responsible for the coming snowstorm and this brings us to a discussion that will go far beyond far beyond this page into into what we consider spoiler territory 
it won't be so as deep spoilers as I warned about yesterday. I've I've decided I'm just going to talk around it a bit. But Shadow is able to manifest the snowfall because he is a demigod, i.e. the son of a god and a mortal. We could dive all the way into it. The book will give us reason to discuss this at a later date. But keep this in mind. We've already had Shadow exhibit some some small connection to the supernatural just with with the intuition he seems to show, especially with someone like Chernobog. He has a lot of intuition and insight into Chernobog's actions when they were playing checkers, and I don't feel like there's enough hints given on the page for a normal person to make these insights. Perhaps I'm wrong, but I think it's part of what makes him what makes him him. I don't know that they've really manifested he's really manifested these powers anywhere else in the book, but just keep it in mind, there's there's definitely moments where Shadow's able to to do things that I wouldn't normally consider him able to do. Shadow's pseudonym for the upcoming bank heist is A. Haddock. Wednesday suggests it could be Alfredo, Alphonse, Augustine, or Ambrose, and you know what that means. It's time to talk about names. Alfredo, in addition to being used uh, Parmesan cheese sauce, it's, it's a version of the English name Alfred, which is itself a combination of the old English words for elf and council. I don't know that it actually means elf council, but I like to think it does. Alphonse, I don't think it's coincidental that they're in Chicago, and uh, Wednesday makes this suggestion. Al Capone's full first name was Alphonse. It's a French spelling of the same name in Spanish, Alfonso, and comes, I think, supposedly it comes from the old German name Adolphins, which combines the words for noble and ready. Augustine, as a masculine name, comes from the Latin auger, mean to increase, but more importantly, it was given as a name to Roman emperors. In more recent times, the shortened version of the name Austin has been a popular name for boys since the 70s or 80s. Ambrose is a, another curious one. Uh, Ambrose seems to come from the same Latin root as ambrosia, so meaning immortal. All of these four names are very interesting suggestions for Wednesday. Elf Council, Noble, Roman Emperors with Augustine, Immortal with Ambrose. He's he's making a lot of suggestions that he knows about Shadow's demigod status. And he wouldn't have asked Shadow to concentrate on making snow if he didn't have this knowledge. It's also important to note, though, that these names are all connected to immigrants as well. These are very much non-American names, non-traditional American names. Even Augustine is now shortened to Austin. Haddock as a last name has a few meanings. Uh, There's, of course, the fish, the haddock. Um, And I think that might be a joke on Wednesday's part. But it could come from the medieval word attic. That's the A-E-Ash combo again. Attic, Ash, Attic could mean prosperity or fortune. It could also refer to the people of the town Haydock, a town in central England close to Liverpool, although I like the fortune or prosperity thing. I think it's another Wednesday joke. He's giving him this name because he's robbing a bank. Uh, Haddock could also come from the Middle English word haddock, which could refer to someone who's either working as a fisherman, worked as a fish seller, or even perhaps someone who looked like a fish. 
Wednesday naming Shadow a fish, though, like I said, I think is a joke. He's sending the police on a fishing expedition by sending them to Shadow. I don't think it's quite Red Herring-esque. Shadow will be answering the phone for a security company that doesn't exist, and Wednesday will then get away with a bank robbery right under the noses of the police were they to investigate what's happening. Shadow's role, once again, is to misdirect from what's going on, and by the time they realize there's no A1 security, Wednesday and Shadow will always be will already be on their way out of town. Of course, this ties in with the novel more broadly. Wednesday is going to be using Shadow as a misdirection for much of the novel, including with the war with the old gods, and in about 400 pages we can talk more about that. Of course, all this talk about A1 security is reminding me of A1 plumbing from Duckman, which, boy, that's a stupid show and I love it. Wednesday's pseudonym is James O'Gorman, and O'Gorman, as a name, goes back at least as far as the 2nd century AD in Ireland. The coat of arms displays a lion, three swords, and an arm covered in armor. A couple of mottos, uh, one Irish and one Latin. The The mottos themselves both translate to similar things. The beginning and the end of battle, Irish, and first and last in war, in Latin. And I think we're getting a pretty direct reference to Wednesday's Norse heritage here. As a war god, these these, uh, mottos would certainly be something that Wednesday would relate to. And I was trying to really dig into when the Vikings would have first shown up in England and Ireland. It was probably about seven or 800 AD from most studies, so it wouldn't go back to the very beginning of the Gorman clan, O'Gorman clan. If you think I'm off the deep end with any of these name theories, you can get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.